Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Welcome to the podcast. It is called Why Does This Thing Exist? Podcast. Podcast in brackets. Makes it makes it official. I don't know why, it just does. That person just speaking was Dean Burnett. That's me, as always. My name is Simon. And this week, Dean. Yes, Simon. We are joined by a great guest. Indeed, we are. Uh, best-selling author, Nick Pettigrew. Hello, Nick. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? Everything right. marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, starting strong with starting strong with a bit of a low-key swearing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Bloody marvellous, and then sort of work up to it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of, one of the ex-KCDs I like. He said, like, one of his favourite hobbies is mixing curse words. Like, so he said, oh, what a gosh darn cunt. <laughs> <laughs> It's that fantastic one, isn't it? The yeah. Sex Pistols interview where he calls him a fucking rotter. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's right, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start in strong and then repeat it out towards the end. The <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that. Anyway, Dean, what are you uh, going to show us this week, Dean? Well, uh, as uh, it's my want, I have brought something to show you. That's all format. Now, Simon, we've discussed before, you're, you know, you're a fashion-conscious man. You're very, you know, all about personal grooming. Uh, oh, Nick, yeah. do you have a particularly... Uh, uh, elaborate personal grooming regimen at all? Absolutely. I, I, I have a shower every day whether I need it or not. Oh, um, you know, I just, no messing around there. No, uh, not serious than me about it then, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you I, shower a lot, don't you? Yeah. I changed my, my disposable razor once every three months, you know, yes. to help the environment. Yes. <laughs> so, do you like to use it to the point where it goes orange, the blade? That's what I like to do. <laughs> The sediment built up. Yeah, it's not quite that much. Yeah, it was just, um, although weirdly recently, because um, my wife works for a uh, high street uh, shop that sells, amongst other things, uh, aftershaves and perfumes. Mm. So they went, uh, she went to a uh, like a conferency thing and she came back with essentially a hold all full of, like full size bottles of aftershave and perfume. Wow. It was like she was about to open them in the middle of a shopping centre and start <laughs> selling them until the police turn up, kind of thing, you know. Um, <laughs> so she just brought it back. She's like, um, have a sniff. So I was sort of like, oh, I, I don't bother with it. Normally I was like, that's ah, not too bad. And then there was one and it, it was like Sex Panther from Anchorman. Oh, oh, okay. This one I sprayed it, went, Jesus, it's <laughs> Got it. To use one of my mum's phrase, smells like a hose drawers. And, <laughs> but then it sort of calmed down, and it's okay. I was like, actually, that's quite nice. That's all right. Mm-hmm. So I have my sex panther that I I I, <laughs> um, wow. I, I have to like like ten minutes before I leave the house because otherwise <laughs> a resting period. Yeah, dogs will throw up and things. Yeah, yeah. And after shave, we call literally give that ten minutes. <laughs> that would sell very well. <laughs> given the connotations but um so like we all have a certain no, uh, a certain appreciation for uh, male grooming but have you ever encountered this i want to share the screen because uh, i've encountered it recently and it is baffled me somewhat okay oh, so, so well, like, i'm almost i'm immediately unsettled what is it yeah well well just play the video it's very short i find it's a popular on my instagram feed for reasons unclear um i have some speculation but i'll get that in a minute so this is what we're going to see Something in the side of here. Mm-hmm. A horrendous noise. What the hell was that? 
basically, it seems to be a new thing where uh, people are, well, men in this case, are waxing the inside of their ears. Uh, the oh. ear canal can now be waxed. Okay. And I am confused as to why that would be a thing. Well, that clip, when I first saw it, I thought it was that bit from The Wrath of Khan where he puts yes. that ear <laughs> yeah, It's got that vibe on it, yeah. I thought exactly the same. I thought there was going to be a creature inside the ear. Yeah, I thought, at first I thought, it was, oh my God, is it removing all those bot flies from someone's ear? Like, that's just, oh God. You know, I've occasionally those pop means from, I think I, because I looked at one, um, it was like someone removing a hair from a tear duct. I thought, is that a thing? And I, I showed my wife, like, is that because she's an optometrist? Mm. Said, yeah, that can happen. You can get a hair in your tear duct that looked like this. It looks horrible, but Ooh. I thought this was that. But no, it's um, it's a new beauty product or personal grooming thing where men put molten wax in their ears and then have it ripped out in order to remove the very fine hairs from the inside of their ear canal. And I think that raises more questions than it doesn't. For me, uh, I was, funny enough, I was, I'm in an hour in where to bring something very similar to the table today myself. In the, oh, okay. I was looking in the mirror in work earlier on today. <laughs> And I noticed that I've got hairs, uh, I've never seen this before, hairs growing out of my year lobe, the actual year lobe. Mm. I got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same here. yeah. I did, never, I've never seen it on myself before, and I didn't know it was a thing. So, you know, it really spoiled the afternoon in work for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you have planned this ruined? <laughs> oh, just anything. You couldn't, couldn't concentrate on emailing then, Dean. Good God. <laughs> Bloody turning into some kind of mammoth. <laughs> It's like the eyebrow thing when you get older as well, because like when I get my hair cut, it, it takes just as long to do my eyebrows as the rest of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it does his eyebrows, everyone. That's just a confirmation there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. But um, sheer so, jealousy coming on through on the part of me and Dean on that. It's <laughs> <Yes, absolutely. laughs> You have eyebrows that need doing that hair to cut. Yeah. It takes Very about well 20 seconds to shave or cut my hair and about... Two and a half hours to wash my face at the rate that I come on. <laughs> if you want to do it properly. This ear hair thing, they're there for a reason, aren't they? To like, well, that, that's my brain getting infected yeah. or something. The, again, the hair on your ear lobes, which I have occasionally, very fine, very done, but because of the way my bathroom mirror is positioned, because the way the lights, I can see it quite starkly, and i got to just tweeze it off. Mm. You've got like two or three hairs. It's not something that bothers me, but just like, you know, now I know it's there, I can't not think about it, so it's got to mm. go. But I am supremely unconscious of any hair that happened might exist within my ear canal because, believe it or not, I don't see a lot of what's going on in there. Well, that's yeah. It, I occasionally a trim around anyone sprouting out. Same with my lengthy schnoz. <laughs> you don't want that out, but on the inside, yeah. yeah. I think who's going to see that? And I'm going to say, if you are at the point where someone is looking deep inside your ear canal, I think you're in relationship with protection. Which gets to the point where, like, oh no, well, we were getting really close, but I looked inside his ears, there were hairs in there. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go, I have to break up with him straight away. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird relationship, isn't it? Just like, you know, well, they're very kind and supportive and funny and good looking and, and really driven, but, you know, they have like a few hairs on the inside of the ear. So it would never work out. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what else they got inside their body? <laughs> In places I'll never, where the like literally never goes. But I wonder, is it, is it like having your ears syringed when you do that hair thing? You've just done it. It's like the world's suddenly very loud. Mm. It's like taking a balaclava off your head or something. <laughs> yes. Well, I wondered that because obviously, they see, 
It was only not that long ago where they said that we can't use cotton buds anymore because you're not supposed to put things in your ears. I mean, I know everyone ignored that. I know they still sell yeah. them, and that's what people do it. But the you know, the official ruling is that we don't put things in our ears anymore after including small bits of cotton in the end of a stick. So whoever makes that decision, I don't think they're aware that it's now becoming a thing that people pour liquid wax inside their ears, let it ripped out by what appears to be a hair clip. Because like, what happens is, like, because that wax will presumably sort of stick to the, the hairs as the point of hmm. doing it. But what if it's like, does its job too well? And then it, like, it tugs and the entire eardrum just comes out with it. <laughs> and you got to get some tweezers to go in then with like, well, those I mean, ear scopes. But that, I'm going to say that barber's not trained for that. That's, that's, not, that's not their job. No, because wasn't it no. sort of Wild West? Like barbers were surgeons as well, weren't they? Yes, sort and of. dentists and stuff, yeah. 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 yeah, but that's, you know, 200 years ago, not now. Yeah, well, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Given the way the NHS is going, I mean, give it, maybe <laughs> you might be back for that. But the, um, I think that's one of my favourite stats. I mean, I'm not sure how popular it is, but it's popped up a lot. Um, the surgeon who did the uh, the fastest ever amputation, because obviously this is the days of pre-anesthetic. There was no mm. such thing as, you know, you could knock them out or no, or any painkillers. So when it comes to cutting off a gangrenous limb, it was all about speed. And also, it was a public affair because people like there's no TV or broadband. People just <laughs> sat around and watched an amputation because that's what happened. But the story is that the patient had to have a leg removed, and the, the guy who was, um, I think it wasn't Robert Lister, he's the antiseptic guy, but it was something like, something like that. Mm. And he, uh, okay, right, I'm the fastest there is. I'm going like, to saw this leg off. And he did it like three and a half minutes, which is like a record. Mm. But because obviously the patient was fully conscious, he had to be held down. And although he cut the patient's leg off, and the patient then subsequently died of gangrene because, you know, totally, uh, you know, totally open wound in a very germy environment, <laughs> he also cut an assistant's finger off, who also died of gangrene. Oh my god! <laughs> and then at the end of it, he sort of went like he did a sort of flourish with his saw, and the guy behind him he cut his lapel, and the guy was so scared he had a heart attack and died on the spot. Cholesterol <laughs> down, three hundred percent mortality rate. <laughs> Which is uh, which is impressive, you know. It's also a record of sorts. <laughs> yeah. You said about the hygiene. I learned something very interesting on another podcast uh, uh, a few weeks ago. It is that in the American Civil War, for your cutlery and stuff, hygiene, the way you were meant to clean stuff, like knives as well as, is you just stuck them into the ground and let the soil scrape all the muck off. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then they come out clean. <laughs> That's good about that, to be honest. <laughs> There's a certain logic to that, I mean, because if maggots were to clean wounds, so like, you know, where the creepy grollies are, they, they clean stuff, I mean, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> I think certain soils are like a, a new source of antibacterials, because obviously fungus, uh, antiseptics, um, antibiotics originate with fungus and stuff. So maybe there's yeah. a certain logic to that. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, so you wouldn't see it in a restaurant, but you did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what you wouldn't want is if you're going in for surgery and you've got that trolley with all the instruments. You want like a of soil next to it. <laughs> yeah. like, 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 like Crest in the kid's classroom. <laughs> Grow on a flannel. <laughs> Just wrap it around your thing. Yeah, so um, I mean, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb and say no barber who performs this um, ear, hair removal procedure has killed anyone yet. <laughs> but, uh, again, yes. give it time. If it's unregulated, yeah. it could happen. Yeah. Um, not for the want to try it, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a couple of videos thinking, is this a fake? Is this a joke thing? And you know, it's, there's quite a few. So it's definitely a thing. But from what I see, all of them are you know, reasonably young men. Because um, I know as men get older, the you know, the hairs on their head grow in more weird places. It's a known mm. thing. But if my experience in the gym is anything to go by, uh, as I get older, 
the more hair you grow in your ears and nose and stuff and other places is inversely correlated how much you give a shit about it. Right. So like, yeah. when, like you're 80, you've got hair, so you, you, you give a flying fuck to you. <laughs> I'm 80 years old. What am I going to pull at this point? Yeah, I've never had that, but what I have had, because uh, there's some Turkish barbers in here, I've had the, the bit where they set fire to your ears. Oh, bloody hell. Okay. I've had that. No, no, no I've seen that, that, but I, I never had it. No. Yeah, yeah, no, they, did, they didn't ask me. Do you know what I mean? They can't. <laughs> it's they get like a pair of tweezers with a, with a swab of cotton thing, mm. and then they sort of soak it in meths. <laughs> and, then set, okay. and then set fire to it. <laughs> and then sort of dab at your ears. Like, mm. And as they're doing that, you can smell burnt hair. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And it's, <laughs> it's that weird sort of social thing that you're under your little cape. And so on, and it's just—it's rude to go. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Just, oh, they, oh, they must know what they're doing. Just crap. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. And if if it had happened to me, I'd, uh, manners would have gone out the window, and fight or flight would have come in. I think. We have a barber. It's one of those. Like this is a guy who's got little, little blades next to my neck, and I yeah. can't really. Um, I feel like the protocol is a bit a bit weird here because he used to go to. A barbers in um, in Cardiff in Steubenville, and they're like two Cypriot guys and their dad, and they were very um, very laddish as, as as the one goes. And uh, if they one like afternoon, it's like five o'clock. Some guy walked in and said, "Do you free for haircut?" He goes, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're closed." There's five people queued up. He goes, no, we're closed. Get out. He goes, "All right, fine." I said, I said, are you closed? He said, nah, but he, he, he looked like a Turk. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll do that. And this is the one, the one guy who was like very much, um, I suspect he watched a lot of Top Gear, that sort of guy, you know, but he yes. was a very, very like, yeah, yeah, come on, lads. And he was one guy in front of us. He was a rugby player or something. He's saying, um, yeah, so old are you now? Like, I think it must have come before. So he had a bit of a rapport going, oh, 19, uh, oh, 19, yeah. Like, yeah, That's, I was married then when you were born. I, my wife had a miscarriage. That could have been you. This is what I've always said. If, if the because I because I go to your bog standard, you know, uh, whatever the, the the cut price barber is going rate is, uh, I always, always use those. Uh, except for when I got married and my wife was getting a haircut in a very nice place. And she was like, get a nice haircut for once. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not the one that's nearest to where we live or yes. the cheapest. I was like, okay. So I ended up going to this place and, and paying a ridic- like 40 quid or something. And it looked exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> the, same. the only difference was the, the most toe-curling embarrassment because it was one of these places where they wash your hair first, which is all new to me. So you go to these little weird sinks at the back and they wash your hair in this weird sink where you lean back. And it's the work experience sort of girls, I'm not being patronised, and she must be like 15 or 16, like washes your hair. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, this is deeply uncomfortable straight away because I washed my hair before I left the house. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'd washed it already. It was still wet. Um, so she washes the hair and... Then I thought again, this is standard. Would you like a head massage? The answer to which clearly is no. <laughs> I do not want it. And I said, no, thank you. And she heard yes. And she started to massage my head. <laughs> and again, it seems ruder to go, fucking stop it. <laughs> so much ruder. So she's rubbing the head of this bloke who is nearly 40 and clearly didn't want to be doing that. And I'm sitting there 
wanting the earth to swallow me. Because <laughs> like, um, I don't want this to happen either. So it was the most unpleasant five minutes of my life. <laughs> the exact opposite of what a uh, head massage is intended no, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It was uh, stress. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, a very similar thing, because um, when I got married, I, similar thing, my wife didn't insist, but I said, oh, I'll, I'll have a... I'll go to an expert to see what see what they can do. <laughs> that was basically my my going. But um, they said that they had a sort of hot towel shave as well. They said, oh, okay, I haven't done that before. That sounds luxurious. So I had the, the, the hot towel on your face. It's, a, it's literally a hot towel. It just makes your face, your skin flushed a bit. And then it's giving you the big lather up. And then she got a Mac 3 out. I was like, I got one of those. I could have done this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, on that point, then what are we going to give um, this thing yeah. where they pull wax in your ears and pull out your ears? In a year canal. Um, I'm going to give it a solid one, personally. I think mm-hmm. it's unnecessary. I think it's potentially dangerous. And I don't want to encourage it at all. Um, uh, it wasn't fun to look at either. So one from me, I got nothing to offer. It, it has nothing to offer me. Sorry. Nick? If, if if you could see my reaction when you played that video, uh, it was like in Signs when Joaquin Phoenix sees the alien when he's watching the TV in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, ah! That was my reaction. So it's a solid zero from me. Oh, God, it's always going even worse. Fair play, fair play. Strong start from a guest. Uh, I'm going to give it four. I was quite interested in that. <laughs> What's it what with my uh, earlier incident with discovering hair on my ears, I think I'm going to investigate this further. Maybe we'll do a live episode where I get it done. <laughs> hey, I'm up for that. I'll be fine if we can live stream it. I think we should charge for that. <laughs> if it renders me deaf as well, it could be the last episode we'll ever do. So huh? there we are. Good, good. Could be could be worth a fight in the long run. <laughs> Some peril there. There we go. Right, on to the next section. Welcome back, listeners. So moving on to section two, I'm gonna show Nick and Dean something now. Um it is something that I've found. Um there's a range of these things. Uh, this is the only one I could find which is still on for sale. It is toaster, and they are for fans of uh, American football teams. <laughs> and what it does is it toasts the team's logo onto bread. Right. Okay. So I saw that, and what stuck out to me was the fact that if you're having toast, no matter how big a fan of this football franchise you are, you want toast, don't you? <laughs> you don't want a slice of bread that's got you know, a third of it toasted. <laughs> Specific scorch mark. With an insignia yeah. or something on it. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a really good point. Um, By definition, yeah, the toast's all, always going to be overdone and underdone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Localised toast is not a thing, is it? I mean, No, no. And it also implies, well, you're not going to put anything on your toast. Because if you put jam on that, you can't see it. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Also, it'd be a nightmare spread, wouldn't it? Because half the bread's cold. And then, like, yeah. if, you, if it's just the butter, you have this yeah. melted butter patch in the middle as well. And just white butter all around it. And that's going to be yeah. weird looking. And actually, if they do all of the American football franchises, they, the, the Washington Redskins still exist. So you oh, get okay. racist toast. <laughs> <laughs> white or brown bread? How dare you? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I imagine if you're looking for racist toast, there's plenty of other options for America as well. If you're looking for racist toast, I'm sure if you heard that song somewhere, it probably involves a banjo. 
<laughs> There's two options for sale on Amazon at the moment. You can have the Houston Texans, which is some form of bionic the, cow, I think. Is it a long logo? They're the Longhorns. Longhorns, are they? Right Longhorns. Right Longhorn breed. Longhorn. Longhorn breed. I don't know why I know that, by the way. <laughs> I'm just you know, interested in NFL. <laughs> Yeah. You can have the St. Louis Rams if you don't want that as well, which is a big R, like Robin from Batman. Okay, yeah. Uh, you thought I was Robin, though, so I'd be more interested because I'm, I'm not a verse of Robin, but I have no interest at all in... The... Is, is there a big toast American football crossover? Are they? I wouldn't have thought this the most it? healthy of foods. You don't have your Gatorade and toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you see those... I, I, I don't know if you've seen those... Um, uh, tailgate cookouts they have outside American football games. Yeah, what's those about? It's just like massive thing where they just cook barbecue and that, that's a big part of the whole thing, like hours leading up to it. Mm. You know, you see these uh, smokers where there's brisket's been cooked for eight hours and these amazing chicken wings. I've never seen a massive toaster. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem to be one of the things people go like, oh, yeah, toast. Yeah, that's a valid, very valid point. You, know, you see like um, American breakfast on TV, like they're all the big elaborate ones. They're almost like, Waffles, flapjacks, pancakes. It, toast seems to be a sort of a, a lesser component of the American breakfast than, mm. than in this, based on films I've seen, which of course is not an indicator of anything. <laughs> and again, I mean, but those accessories, because that toaster theirs is a two slice toaster. Yes. And, and you know, if we're talking about cliched sort of American eating, it needs to be at least eight. It's got a bit more. Um, Bagels, isn't it? Like that sort of thing. Hmm. That's a sort of like a really dense bread. So, but also the um, even if this is a two slice toaster, it's um, given what of toast is being covered, you're still only getting like less than one slice's worth of toast. Because if you add up all the toasted area of those two slices of bread, it's less than one slice, I think, in terms of yeah. surface area of bread. I mean, do you have to get a scalpel and just cut out the logo? <laughs> like you don't get it cooked properly. <laughs> <laughs> That seems far more work effort than it's worth. Also, I'm, I'm not, uh, the idea of someone who actively wants an American football team logo toaster and also has a scalpel is <laughs> that's a crossover. <laughs> I'm not sure I like. <laughs> People should be allowed to own one or the other, but not both. Yeah, exactly. That Venn diagram should be really, really slender in the middle. <laughs> I don't want uh, anyone who has got an interest in both these things. But if you if you could have a toaster with a logo. It, what would you what would you want as a toaster that toasted a thing onto bread? You'd want something with a lot of coverage, so <laughs> um, a representation of the Atlantic Ocean or something like that. <laughs> Ocean bread, yeah. In terms of characters, I think uh, something like SpongeBob SquarePants would be quite good. He's, 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 he's square, a square, he's square, square, yeah, yeah, square yeah, bread. Yeah. A, few, a few gaps yeah. in it, fair enough, but um, yeah. Yeah. Like the um, the obelisk from two thousand and one because that's quite that's it. Well done. Yeah, actually, yeah. You know what? I've actually got one of those. <laughs> it turns out, yeah, I've got a, I've got a <laughs> turns the bread into a full slab. Oh, <laughs> My toaster is you know uh, the famous thing and the dials don't really mean anything. Mm. Mine's got to the point now where six will either do lukewarm heating or absolute cinder, <laughs> and it's. Absolute luck of the draw, which you're going to get. Out luck, of it. Is it? Yeah, none of the other settings work at all. Oh, and it only does on one side. So I just need to be a fucking toaster, really. I don't know why. I'm... <laughs> this, this is of no interest to the listening public at all. Well, no, because this is like you, you, you've introduced a sporting element to toasting bread, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. 
what they're trying to do here, but you've done that with having a toast. It's just like, oh, what's it going to be today? I could yeah. introduce a gambling element for sure. <laughs> exactly. You've got <laughs> yeah, absolutely. actual sport in your toast, yeah. rather than just, yeah. not just a, a logo which looks a bit like a sporty thing. Yeah. Do you know what you could do? Like a roulette table where you have the, all the yes. numbers on the squares? Yes. And a colour chart. Toast on each one, yeah. <laughs> and then you put your money on what colour the toast is going to be when it comes out. Yeah. Unfortunately, you screen. House wins again. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> mouldy slices of bread from under the counter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The toasty thing is, because uh, we, we discussed with our toast in that some reason, because you have a bread in the freezer now, because my wife makes the bread with the bread maker, and then we just save it for later on. If you take the bread out of the freezer and put in the toast on the defrost option, that's the best toast now. I don't know why. That, that doesn't seem like that would work. <laughs> you get the best toast with that. It'll be frozen first and then defrosted in the toaster, but it turns into the best toast. And I don't know how that... The physics of that baffles me. I <laughs> mean, the defrost button shouldn't toast it at all. Well, it should perform mean, yeah. some kind of function which isn't meant for a toaster in my mind. Yeah, microwave. That, that, I, I assume that. It, it's quicker to boil cold water than lukewarm water. Or have I just? Is that some bloke down the pubs told me that? And I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's. I think it's something to do with if you've got like boiling water and. Like two hundred degrees. Oh so, yeah, it's, it's it's quicker to freeze boiling water than. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, because yes. the way that, it's already losing so much heat from the evaporation. So um, I'm, I'm not I suggesting the toast is made entirely of water. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not suggesting my toast goes to two hundred degrees. <laughs> so what you're saying to me is, take my broken toaster, put it in the freezer, then throw it in the bath. <laughs> no, yeah. and then gamble on it. Yeah, then gamble on it. Fifty-fifty. If I live or die, everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the sport. I, 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 I can't get. Try that again, Dean. With this toast, I can't get past the fact that you're not getting enough toast. No, the bread is untoasted. If you look at the picture as well, um, it's got a lovely rendering of the the logo there. But around the the corners of the bread, they're all burnt as well. Look, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm suspecting this might be some Photoshop going on here because that bread. The toasted ratio looks a bit off. As in, it's never that neat. Mm. I think that's. I think there'd be more of a scort around the um, around the, the logo bit, unless the filament's yeah. really specific. You can do it with a laser, I bet, but I don't think this doesn't seem like a laser product, does it? <laughs> oh, it does say uh, laser technology. No, oh, it doesn't. Okay. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> Sorry. I think that would be an incredible use of very expensive technology. Twenty two ninety nine laser technology toaster. Yeah, I found out today that um, the because uh, a lot of neon is used in lasers, and yes, most neon comes from the Ukraine. And in recent months, uh, price of neon has expanded five thousand percent. So this was a laser toaster. So that's a, a wildly <laughs> inappropriate use of resources. <laughs> Luxurious item now. <laughs> yeah. uh, this the um, American bread might be a thing because. Um, oh, American bread and everything. Thought of that. Yeah, because I mean, it's bound to be shit, isn't it? Yeah, well, I went. I haven't any when I went there recently, but um, went to Mexico a few years back with the family and Mexican the, bread. That is, <laughs> and it's catered. To, the hotel is very much catered to Americans, and the bread just tasted sweet, like mm. like they they put sugar in it for the sake of it. I, mean, I wonder if that makes a difference on the you know condensing the chemical reactions it has. Like, quite, yeah, the caramelised. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Deeply unpleasant by our by our standards. Horrible stuff. 
I had uh, chicken and waffles when I was in America. I was waffles like they are for breakfast, but with chicken on it. Oh, okay. Any good? Yeah, not particularly. Something like that. talk. You've had waffles, you've had chicken, imagine them together. I don't know why there was a restaurant dedicated to the bloody stuff. <laughs> I went out of my way to get that as well. I went three different uh, little trains. <laughs> well, I had the, um, the, the, the hotel buffet experience recently. I was talking about it recently. It's like normal breakfast for me at, at home. I would use, I would have like one slice of toast, maybe two. Uh, yeah. toast, toasted evenly, not this nonsense. <laughs> uh, but if I'm in a hotel and it, they include breakfast and it's a buffet, it's right. I'm, I go full Mr. Creosote. Oh, yeah, you've got to. It's a three-course meal, literally. Uh, And there was a place I went to a while ago, and they had a waffle station. So they had a big jug of the batter and a waffle iron. Make your own waffles. There you go. Fantastic. Mm. And the mistake was the jug. (laughs) People just looked at the waffle iron and went, right, I fill it with batter. (laughs) And then close it, and then we crack on. And then, well, you can imagine. So it, when I was in Berlin last week, they smartly, they had little uh, jars with exactly the amount you need. That, they may as well just put a label on it and saying, because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and it had just enough for the waffle. I would love to go up to that jug and just start necking from the jug. <laughs> <laughs> jug, 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 jug. <laughs> Just get like absolutely leveled by a bellhop or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. Get your off me. Drinking it while maintaining eye contact at all times. Yeah, going to My final words continental breakfast, my ass. Out <laughs> <laughs> of um, curiosity, Nick, when you were in Germany uh, recently, the breakfast bar, did they provide much in the way of sauces, condiments? No, uh, it was quite condiment light, savoury condiment light. Yes, uh, thank you, because I was at, in Munich a while ago, exactly in the same thing, I was in Lisbon last week. I had to specifically ask for any sort of condiment, and when they brought it to well, you, like, these, excuse me, these cornflakes really dry, can I have half a litre of tomato sauce, please? You <laughs> <laughs> want condiments for breakfast for you, maniac. There was like seven different kinds of yoghurt. Yeah. Ah, what are you going to put it Salt and pepper. Very salad cream. <laughs> oh, <my> frosties. <laughs> yeah. They did have a Bloody Mary station, which I thought was an amazing development. Nice, nice. So, you know, okay, it was nine in the morning, but I was on holiday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So it's a pick-me-up, isn't it? But yeah, I did exactly. it as well, because like where, where the breakfast bit was was right next to where the bar was in the hotel. Right. And my wife really had to convince me that the, the bar wasn't part of the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> did she succeed? Yes, she did. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, You know, my, my argument was there isn't like a little velvet rope around it. It's, yeah. you know, they, they've not made it. Yeah. So you can walk behind there and all those bottles, they'll just free, free for all. <laughs> Shout buffet out as you're just necking bottles. <laughs> buffet! <laughs> Come and get me, bellhop. <laughs> Screaming buffet in someone's face. You steal all that stuff. Oh, yeah, I do. I'm doing that, and he's going, "Oh Christ, this looks like the Simon bloke from the other week." Gee. <laughs> what is with these British tourists these Oh God. Oh, and I think what we're we going to give this the toaster then. That's enough talk about that. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a tentative two. Mm. I feel like I'm not seeing enough about it. I'd like to know if that was real bread or not in the picture. If that was real bread, I'll give it, all right, that's good. I may give it a three, but I think that's Photoshop, so I'll take a point off a of deception. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give it a three, I think, because mm. it's price price pointed just at that Christmas present for somebody that you don't know very well. Yes, yes very good that team And just like, yeah, yeah get them that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still it's, got his own teeth, isn't he? Well, <laughs> even if he hasn't, he can eat some moderately burnt bread, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm going to give it a three as well. Oh, good. Three for the threes. Yeah, I agree with you there, Nick. This price point, $22.99, is one of the most more reasonably priced items that uh, we've discussed on this podcast so far. Usually, I'll find a ridiculous item that nobody wants, and they find out they're like 130 pounds or yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or at least tri- triple this much. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 22.99. You know, not bad for a toaster that almost works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like partially toasted bread, this this is for you. Jobs are good. Then. Welcome back, listeners. So, guest segment, Nick, what have you got this show, me and Dean? Well, it's, I'll, I'll have to play it because I don't know if there's a word mm-hmm. for it. But I've got two examples and hopefully mm-hmm. illustrate it. So, uh, hopefully the technology works because it doesn't. Everything. So, here's example one. I don't know if you got that. No, that, quite. No. Okay, that's a very short one. This this one probably illustrates it better. And I'm I'm going to have to not look at the screen while I play that, and I'll I'll talk about this in a second. So, baby, yeah. so this is Harry Potter mix. Yes. Maybe the bear could steal the ring, which is the crown jewel. Hmm. Could run away with it. Maybe the police could find him. Yeah. Now I don't know if you know either. They're like that first clip is from Anchorman, and it's a kid. Telling off Ron Burgundy, right? Yes, that's and, exactly. but in a very sort of grown-up way, it's a very grown-up mm. The second one is an advert for Haribo, and it's two adults, you know, two <laughs> officers. Yes, but the voiceover is the voice of children. Yes. Right. Okay. That, it's basically kids talking like adults, <laughs> or adults footage of adults, but they've replaced their voices with the voices of children. Yeah, yeah. That's my thing. I, I find it deeply disturbing. <laughs> The first time around, the first one I can sort of get the whole like kids talking like adults. There's a certain juxtaposition which makes that funny. I think the um, the man with two brains is the most one of the best examples of that. With the girl, um, do you remember, do you remember that scene where like he te- he's a brain surgeon, he tells the little girl beside the road. Okay, yeah, yeah. oh medical, procedure. yeah, really elaborate um, the medical procedure, and she just re- reels it back to him perfectly. Mm. Uh, but that, that was that's infamous because apparently they, they, they set aside all day to get that right. Yeah. <laughs> and she did it first time perfectly like oh shit oh, right, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. for six hours now <laughs> but I get that but yeah adults with children dub voices I find yeah I find that actually quite unsettling because really I mean generally odd. there's because there's, they it, they only really started doing this in adverts a few years ago where it was I think it was Haribo but a few adverts have done this now where it's like grown up actors and kids and I think the idea is meant to be oh you know they're being childlike stuff like that mm-hmm. to the point where I, that, that advert I've just played you, I don't know what it looks like. You literally have to look away from it. <laughs> wow, okay. So <laughs> it's a real illusion. It's really deeply disturbing. It's really incongruous, I think it is. It's like, 
it's like another thing I really hate is blank expression. Uh, you know, in horror films where they've got a mask on or, or yeah. their expression doesn't change. Mm. It's, I think it's a disconnect between what they look like and how they're behaving, perhaps. Yeah. Totally. That, that's actually one of my theories of why clowns are scare people, because although like they're meant to be figures of fun and entertainment and hijinks and ah, laughable stuff, they have the painted on face, which is at odds with their actual face. Mm. I think also as well, because most of them are sex offenders. <laughs> but you, you, when you're like seven, you don't know that. <laughs> well, at least you shouldn't. You probably find out the worst possible way. But that's um, <laughs> yeah. But no, just that even the, even the kids uh, uh, talking like grown-ups thing. I find I think I, yeah. first of all, I don't have kids, so that might be a part of it. That I don't find this idea of kids sort of being sassy, yeah. and, you know, mm. talking back to adults kind of thing. I just think. Don't talk to me like that, you little shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Precocious kids, kids are really, really great in, aren't they? They're really... Yeah. And I can remember, I'm not going to Conan Bryan's podcast, but I've noticed myself, the, the phenomenon of, like, in 80s or 70s sitcoms, you got kids talking in dialogue, which is clearly written by 50s Jewish men. They're <laughs> all <laughs> Jewish men who, like, been writing dialogue all their lives. Like, what am I, the Lindbergh baby? You don't know what that is. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like Jimmy Carter in here. What? <laughs> Stop that! You know that's not how kids talk, and you know it. Because there's, it, there's a slighted scale. Because you, you'd have those, um, like Dawson's Creaky thing, where like they're a bit older; they're sort of teenagers, mm. but they just rattle off this sort of West Wing flowing sort of verbose yes. dialogue where they never pause for breath or anything. You go, no, 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 nobody talks like that. Let alone. Fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Nick, me and you had a uh, Twitter exchange where they said the day in that similar thing on Twitter when someone says, my three-year-old son got to me and said, Daddy, why are all these left-wing people being so awful and causing so much strife in the world? I think if they all embraced our worldview, it would be a much better place. Yeah. <laughs> out, of the, out of the mouth of babes, eh? Shut up! That didn't happen! You know that I, didn't happen. I think as well, we were talking about the Halloween things. like, no, your kid oh, yeah. doesn't look like Walter White. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If your five-year-old knows who Walter White is, you're a terrible <laughs> parent. Yeah. Your kid doesn't want to dress like I mean, Kim Kardashian's purse. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not a thing any kid has ever wanted in their life. Because I, I saw, a, a, was it, uh, yeah, so someone shared a photo saying, um, all these kids are dressed like the cast of Shit's Creek. How cute. I think it's cute. I think they've been forced to do this by their parents. Yeah. That's yeah. deeply unsettling. Shit's Creek isn't suitable for children, is it? I would assume like, not. I would assume yeah. one episode. But uh, it didn't seem apt for you know, the preschool club. These kids are like three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even less. They weren't like, like, like middle school or whatever Americans call it. So, yeah, but like, yeah, the, the incongruity of children talk like adults. Or, but I think adults talk like children is worse. Mm. It's a trend in adverts for a while, not of adults being voiced by kids, but adults being incredibly twee and very childlike and like, like the Disney, innocent you know. smoothies, that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's related to that. That's that. I never really thought of it that way. It might be mm. sort of, yeah, that might be triggering that sort of reaction. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, I've got, we've got the oat milk and won't name the brand, but it's just like, look. <laughs> You're a carton of oat milk. You're not my fucking friend. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. got a similar thing. Like when I think it was, I think it was Starbucks when they're saying, um, when you when you buy coffee, you're, you're part of the Starbucks family. Think, fuck off. I want an Americana. Don't be adopted. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is not why I'm here. I don't care about you. you I'll be a part me. of the Starbucks family if I'm a shareholder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, that, 
But that whole kid thing as well, because and that's another thing. I just I find it really unpleasant. Is there's a TikTok sort of mm. thing where it's you hear a kid talking to the, and it's usually their mum in a very sort of sassy. Now listen here, you you need to calm down. You're just going, and then you listen to it and go. You've heard your dad talk to your mum like a piece of shit, haven't you? <laughs> yes. And you're just yeah. repeating it. So it's not cute. Basically, what we're looking at here is domestic violence for <laughs> Yes. Being recruited by a child, the worst possible outcome. Yeah, yeah. God, that is, that is deeply unsettling. The infantilization thing is genuinely a bugbear. I know it's like old men ranting, but it's like I was talking about recipes the other day because like, I can expand my repertoire a bit and they often American ones pop up uh, because you look at through Instagram or like that. And as soon as they say, and then you take your veggies, not I'm out. As soon as no, you say no, veggies, no, no, not having it, not having it. <laughs> it's your meal. Oh, well, that's me. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I genuinely can't handle the word tummy. Like, yes. I, any adult says tummy, I'm like, I'm checking out there. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know what the alternative is like stomach, guts, bellies. Belly. <laughs> belly. I'm, I'm okay with so, belly. My viscera. Yeah. <laughs> my my large intestine, <laughs> the acid sack in my midsection. <laughs> just really got a town on it. <laughs> but yeah, Tammy, I just cannot handle. See, I, I think that would be far better than you know, just like, what's the matter, dear? I I have a I have a pain in my viscera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all school medical terms come back like, oh, I've got an ague. <laughs> What's an ague? I don't know. <laughs> an ailment of some sort, you know. A dropsy. I have a touch of dropsy today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They got the croup. They got the croup in the That's what I've got. They did used to suffer from a lot of weird old things back in the day, didn't they? Yeah. I've never met one woman who's had the vapors <laughs> dropping like flies with it in the old films. <laughs> yeah. The weirdly, I suppose, back in those days, kids did talk like adults because they had jobs by the age. Yeah, of they were adults. Yeah. Oh, that's a <laughs> good point. Yeah. <laughs> and the adults were kids. Like, dead by 36, great. <laughs> <laughs> Married by four at the time you're nine. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Divorce, remarried by 12. Ah. <laughs> Divorce was allowed then. Mistress oh, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Murdered wife. I just, I've got this image of like, like four ten year olds sat in a pub with a pint of Guinness. You'd go, what <laughs> fucking day that was. <laughs> well, they did. Like, we, um, we were taught in school, like these kids used to give kids beer for lunch because it was cheaper than water, but not them, um, oh. not them, um, no, sort of beer as we didn't recognize it, but like small beer or something like 0.3%, but it was still beer and fortified to re- keep you going and stuff. And then, um, there was a thing once, I think my French class, there was a list of examples of why um, uh, translation is important, you know, learning languages. And I think one was uh, Middle Eastern countries, something like Guinness, like as a man's drink, but it was taken there as a as a, as a cure-all for pregnant women. So the, 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 the art <laughs> campaign landed really badly, as you'd imagine. <laughs> but one, my favourite one was, um, it was like for Daz or something. So like, look, dirty shirt, Daz, white shirt, huh? But it was the Middle Eastern country, of course, they read from right to left. So. <laughs> dirt, dirty in powder? Or... <laughs> you clean clothes, you rub this shit all over it. Yeah. I, I, I don't really need that. <laughs> See, my clothes get dirty enough without extra help. <laughs> it was famous, it was, it was in Spain, it was the Vauxhall Nova. They had to change because Nova means doesn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that one. Marvellous. Yeah, maybe that's that, the, you know, you talked about the... the uh, the, the kids and the beer and so that could be the the, the Haribo jingle for then kids and grown-ups love it so beer <laughs> yeah. 
Did you ever see that film Stay Tuned? With um, where they went in the telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, John, what's his name? The guy who died really young, sadly, but grim. But um, Lennon. <laughs> I've had quite a few Johns did, to be honest. But the they, they had some Christ. adverts. Oh, his name wasn't John. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus, wouldn't it? Start with a J. Yeah. Yeah, they, they had some adverts in that one, which was for Yogi Beer. <laughs> it's just a dad did the sat American dad sat at his table with a big vest on and his kid dressed exactly the same. He goes, Give me some babe. <laughs> Yogi Beer. It's got alcohol, but it'll make you act just like your dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a bit of Saturday, that fair play. Um, yeah, nothing to add to that. But uh, that was an okay example of kid acting like adult because it was clearly a piss take. Whereas mm. when it's meant seriously, I think that's far more grating. I think it's that sassiness. I think that's that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of grating, you know. Yeah. Sassy kid, you haven't earned this. You, you, haven't got, <laughs> you, you can't <laughs> condescend to me. You're a child. Yeah. Uh, and on that admonishment for children <laughs> from Dean, what are we going <laughs> to give? Um, uh, adverts and general life where children act like adults and adults act like children. I'm going to go straight in the middle. I'm going to give it 2.5 because I think there are instances where kids talking like adults can be funny and all good. Didn't Jam do it once? Um, the Jam, like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, with like, the kid was like a crime scene cleaner upper, just like, or like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you are bringing me around slightly. Yeah, I'll give it that. But yeah, adults talk like children is. I was bad. <laughs> Unless they're talking to a child, fair enough. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. doing it in a serious context, I'm totally verboten, so I'll give it a 2.5. I'll go straight to the middle. Uh, before you give your score, Nick, I want to ask you one more thing, which I forgot to bring up at the time. What do you think about horror films like uh, Orphan, where it's like um, a child that's like a murderer, but it's actually a really old woman and that sort of thing? <laughs> that's a very specific... Um... Would that be something that would doubly terrify you? <laughs> if it's done for like, because I find it disturbing. So if mm-hmm. they're leaning into that, I think yeah. that's okay. Because that's the point. It's, it's, if you're selling foil sweets, yes. I, I should yes. be terrified of my television. So in a, in a way, the film Orphan <laughs> is less scary to you than an advert for Haribo. Because it, yes, because yeah, it's, it's <laughs> totally. yeah. Because you know, it's like um, ah, I'm trying to think of an example. It's uh, it's like a shot of whiskey in a yeah. glass, in a very small glass, in a bar. When you've just said, "Can I have some whiskey?" Yeah, is bearable. Yeah, you know? but if yeah. you have just you know your cornflakes and you take a mouthful, then it's like <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. But I like this, <laughs> you know? and that, I think that it's where you're expecting it. So yeah, in a horror film, we're just like, yeah, this is going to be deeply creepy. Yes, as, I was say no, as a fan of analogies, that was absolutely top Yeah, when it's when it's done for creepiness purposes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I, I, you know I, I, where I'm talking myself out of my own nomination here. But yeah, <laughs> I suppose those examples. Yeah, good. I just wanted to clarify that for the discussion. <laughs> The very precise scoring that you're about to do. <laughs> well, I'm going to give it. Um, uh, I'm going to give it three. I think the purely because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like a lot of adverts, really. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, but at the same time, I do like quite a lot of them as well. So three. <laughs> <laughs> I was just put that. I was edit all of that. Out. Nick, what's your score? 
okay, so we've got five and a half now. So if I if I score myself three and a half, because then that makes the score nine, because nine year olds is around about the age where it's the creepiest. So <laughs> yes, yeah, actually, like that's a fair point. Totally valid. So I'm trying to get it into it, so I'll, I'll give myself three and a half. And I'd go along with that as well. I think nine-year-olds are the creepiest age because mm. they're just clever enough to know what they're doing, but they 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 haven't reached the debilitating stages of puberty yet, where you think like, <laughs> you, you can knock them back down the peg. I'm, I was thinking of horror film purposes. They've, they've got enough strength to stab you. And they're yes. quick enough to run away. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And no one's going to believe you if you tell anyone. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, awful. Nine-year-olds, beware. Welcome back, listeners. So we're moving on to the final section, everybody's favourite section. Of course, as always, random Wikipedia article. I've got the controls this week, listener. He does, he does. Three, two, one, here we go. Ooh. Oh, okay. oh, excellent work. Johannes Karl von and Zoo Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, my <laughs> God. This is the best sentence I have ever read. <laughs> it says, Johannes Karl von und zu Frankenstein, 1610 to 1691, was the Prince Bishop of Worms. <laughs> Frankenstein. <laughs> Prince Bishop of Worms. <laughs> I, he was born in Castle Frankenstein. My God. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to read on, because if I read on, all it's going to do is spoil what I've just read. I think it is. Just picturing Frankenstein's monster yeah. just presiding over a congregation of worms. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my first question was, oh, is this the inspiration for the literary Frankenstein? Yeah. But that wasn't as weird as this. <laughs> he was <laughs> of worms. He was just a guy who was... He was just a misguided scientist, which is, we've, all, we've all been there. But. I know, because like Frankenstein and the Bishop of Worms is a really good metal album. Oh, oh God, it is as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I the Bishop of Worms. Okay, I'll read the biography, because I think we, we think we need to. Go on, then. A member of the House of Frankenstein. Um, Excellent, good start. Johann Carlman to Frankenstein was born in Castle Frankenstein in 1610. Loving it so far. On 17th of August, 1863, the cathedral chapter of Worms Cathedral. Worms <laughs> Cathedral, put that on the list of things I like. Elected him to be the new Prince Bishop of Worms. Pope Innocent. Pope Innocent, always an ironic <laughs> title. <laughs> that's, that, that's that thing, isn't it? My T-shirt is raising more questions than... <laughs> yeah. Calling yourself sure. Pope Innocent is kind of protesting a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, confirmed his appointment on 6th of July, 1688. He was consecrated as a bishop by Anselm Franz von Ingelheim, Archbishop Elector of Mainz, on 5th September 1688. He died on 20th September 1691 and is buried in Frankfurt Cathedral. Okay, so a relatively straightforward biography. Um, doesn't <laughs> explain the worm thing at all, which is a. Well, he wasn't he wasn't a bishop until he was 78, which is a bit. That's a good point. That's quite old to get into the bishoping game, isn't it? Especially in the 1600s, yeah, yeah. when obviously lifespan was quite uh, quite limited. Yeah, assuming from a noble family anyway. Mm. Yeah, do you think he was a bit like Columbo? He just he never wanted to get past lieutenant. They have, <laughs> they, they have lieutenants in the church, don't they? Is that right? <laughs> lieutenant Columbo of Worms. Yeah, that's, that's how he did confession as well. He'd go back into the confession box. <laughs> yeah. One more thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> you coveted your neighbor's ox, have you? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That would be a great game of a detective, just like people confess things to you. Oh, that's 30 <laughs> crimes this week. Can you manage that? Ah, I have my way. <laughs> I'm just saying, oh, actually, I, I don't want to presume, but he's, he's preceded by and succeeded by. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. He was preceded by Franz Emmerich Casper von Waldbot von Bassenheim. Too many Vons in that. <laughs> yeah. Winner of the most German names. My son Martin as well. <laughs> Succeeded by Ludwig Anton von Fassnuberg. That's not bad. That's a, that's a, that's a good runner-up. The, when wow. he, the person he was preceded by, I, I squinted at it quickly, and I thought they said the name was Von Hedbert von Basehunter. <laughs> 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 the best dubstep artist of a generation. <laughs> yeah, that's a bishop we didn't mess with, one head. <laughs> How do you get that name? Ah, public tradition. Hey, uh, I'm the Bishop of Worms, all right. Well, I'm the Bishop of Headbutts. <laughs> Bang, no, I'm the Bishop of Worms and Headbutts. <laughs> what a strange thing to fight for. Do you think... Do you think the worms were sad when um, the the townspeople came together with their pitchforks and their <laughs> <laughs> their little flaming sticks? Why did those worms rise up? Well, bear in mind, like obviously Frankenstein worked on corpses' dead bodies, and that is the the the, the food stuff of worms. We obviously they leave them to the worms, so maybe they was like. Maybe they rebelled against it. Maybe that they turned against Frankenstein because he deprived him of the food source, and that's why he's uh, you know that's why he, uh, that was his undoing. Were, were they were the clergy allowed to marry back then? I don't know, but I'm just wondering whether he had a bride who <laughs> <laughs> was made of worms. Big <laughs> worms in the wedding dress. <laughs> this is a whole new spin on the Frankenstein mythos, isn't it? <laughs> Do you think these are monsters, Prince Bishop of Worms? <laughs> Actually, it seems like the, the, the whole RKO canon have their own bishops, like the Bishop of Wolfman, <laughs> <laughs> Bishop of Mummy. <laughs> well, we're all different religions. You have a Vedic, you have like a, a rabbi of Wolfman. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they fight so much. Can you click on Prince Bishop of Worms? I mean, I'm curious to see all yeah, words. Yeah, click on that. If I click on this and then we just get a huge picture of worms, I would be delighted. Oh, oh no. Oh, it Sorry, looks it was, like worms. It's it's actually, a map. <laughs> it's a, it did look like a picture of worms, but it's not. It's a map of worms, which is oh. what it is. This article doesn't take any sources, so this could be wrong. It could all be about oh, worms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. Mm. The Prince Bishop of Worms was an ecclesiastical principality of the Holy Roman Empire, of course. Mm. Located on both banks of the Rhine around worms, uh, there's quite a few bloody hell. It, it lasted over a hundred, a thousand years. Oh, yes, people. Eh? Wow, there's one there, nine, uh, 999, just called Ratso. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, there's three from 999. Yeah, uh, Franco. It must have been a hell of an emergency. <laughs> 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 
Well, well I tell you what, yeah. from an initial flying start, yeah. old Frankenstein, King of the Worms, he's not given us a lot to talk about, is he? There's no. a picture of him here now. Let's have a look at that. He looks like he's got oh. one eye. Yeah, he's got a lovely nice moustache. Yeah, yeah, good moustache. Got a bit of a swagger about him, hasn't he? Like he's yeah. He does look like he's strutting. Got a mm-hmm. gut on him as well, which is <laughs> quite good. In fact, he was like 90 when he died, wasn't he? Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he reminds me of someone. I'm going to zoom in on his face if I can. Who does he look like? He looks like someone. Yeah. Colonel uh, Sanders. Yeah, Tommy yeah, Sanders. Colonel Sanders. It's a bit like Tommy David, Simon, the rugby player. Uh, yeah, you mentioned in a previous Tommy, episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very obscure reference if you haven't listened to every episode we've done so yeah. far. He does look a bit like him. Hmm. Yeah, because the 70s Welsh look about him. Yeah. I, I don't think that I don't think he is 70s Welsh, but um does look like a guy who would resurrect someone by reassembling their corpse and striking them by lightning. <laughs> no. Yeah. What's interesting though, that that statue of him, they, they've got railings around it. I don't know whether that's to stop people getting at him. When the moon is full. <laughs> I think they're trying to stop it from messing in things man was not meant to mess in. <laughs> yes. Yes. You should obey God, not play God. I understand, yes. That's it. Yeah. There's only one way to eternal life, and that is through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Saviour. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Dean, what are you going to give old Frederick Frankenstein of words? words? Um, I'm gonna be give me I'll go for the three. I was thinking of giving it a five because this is the best type of article ever, but it uh didn't have, didn't live up to the promise. So yeah. I'm gonna do some, do some points there, I think. And the article is quite sparse, but it has pictures and some fun words uh from our perspective. So yeah, I'll give it a three. I think that's I think that's fair. Nick. Uh I'm gonna give it a two. Uh, uh, one point for each bolt either side of his neck. <laughs> <laughs> the bolts, the bolts and scale. <laughs> um, it's a tricky one this one is because I did really enjoy it and start to give me a real thrum of excitement <laughs> <laughs> that dissipated and waned over time. So I'm going to give it two. I think. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I, but at the same time, I'm judging it harshly because if you think about it, nothing is going to live up to Frankenstein. That's of words. true. True, <laughs> yes. There's a reason there's not an album, a metal album called like that. Because <laughs> if it is, it would there would be no need for metal after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, metal's done now. And I guess that brings us to the end then. It does. It does. Yeah. Good run. Just say thank you for Nick. Uh, go buy his book. Yes, please do. Anti-social. Excellent book. Anti-social, available in, in anywhere that sells books. It's uh, yeah. so my very professional sort of sales pitch there. But thank you. <laughs> Still be on their mind. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Nick. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot. See you next time.